Welcome to Holy Prophets Radio, a business show that applies God's Word to your work. Discussing business basics ranging from starting your own company to complex human resource challenges. Check out our complete schedule, archived shows, helpful downloads, and much more at holyprophetsradio.com. Now, get ready to be part of the revolution by applying biblical truths to your work with Holy Prophets Radio, hosted by me, Bradley Waldrop. Welcome to the program. I appreciate you joining us this week. And last week we talked a little bit about public worship and, in and by the business. A look at the po- the poetical books of the Bible. If for some reason you uh, missed our show last week, I'm sorry that you did miss it. But you can certainly go to our website and get the archived information off there. And the website address is holyprophetsradio.com. Again, holyprophetsradio.com. If you have questions, you have comments, feel free to either participate in Twitter or Facebook. And the Twitter account is uh, at Holy Prophets. And the Facebook account is facebook.com forward slash Holy Prophets. We do have a YouTube channel so that you can view us online for any of the past episodes. And uh, feel free to go ahead and do that. And it is YouTube forward slash Holy Prophets Radio. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about how to use your business to serve the Great Commission. And I'm not sure about you, but, uh, you know, as as, uh, we're talking a little bit here, uh, we're going to talk... We're going to talk about Christ's last words to his 11 apostles, and then we're going to apply that discussion directly to your business. But first, I just wanted to share a little bit of something that's kind of, uh, I don't know, for me it's interesting, and maybe it's, maybe it's interesting for you too. But uh, I don't know about you, but I am a fan of cookies. I'm a fan of donuts. I'm a fan of anything baked. And uh, if I find a cookie that I don't like, uh, it would be a, a real unique day. But what I do happen to have um, uh, an affinity for is any, any baked good that's so good that I want to tell a friend about it. And uh, when I grew up, we had, um, we had baked goods uh, kind of around the house all the time. And if I, if I found a recipe that I really liked, if I uh, ate something that was fantastic, I went ahead and I shared that with others. And I think that, uh, you know, we're... Uh, we're we're faced with that opportunity with lots of different things. In fact, in fact, uh, where that really happens, and it's so interesting when it happens, is when we get a chance to meet somebody that we just absolutely adore. Uh, for me, when I met my wife, uh, I wanted to make sure that everybody knew who she was. I would, uh, you know, take her around to family, take her around to friends, uh, and and I would share who she was and who she was in my life and uh, that was it was a fun part of who I was and that sort of growth process um, and I don't know about you guys but uh, you know I, I have some friends that when I was in uh, Reno Nevada with my family we were there for a short period of time working on a project um, I'm gonna dime you out here Carrie and Michael but uh, we used to go around to different restaurants we were brand new in town and Michael had lived there for quite some time. He had gone to college in the Reno area. And in that process, he would share with us the, the foods that you 
may not uh, normally get if you were to just sit, uh, sit in front of a computer and ask Google where to go. Uh, he had the inside scoop on what was great. And, you know, th those things included um, uh, French fries with lots of cheese on them and, and chili. It included uh, a place called Awful Awfuls uh, where we would have hamburgers that were just to die for. And it was really kind of funny because uh, on a weekly basis we would decide that we'd go on a brand new adventure for food and try to figure out, you know, what, what was next for, for us. And, and then when we found one that we really liked, we went back to the office and we shared that information. Now, I don't know why it seems to be so easy to share that kind of information, but not share who Christ is in our lives. Christ is much bigger than the baked goods. They're much bigger than our, our wives or our friends. Um, you know, Christ uh, died for every one of us. Uh, Christ died, you know, as we talked about, we talked about business. Christ died for everybody in the office, not just the nice people. And, uh, you know, it, sometimes it is our, well, it's always our responsibility, but sometimes, uh, you know, it's, we hesitate to share those wonderful things that have happened to us through Christ. And I think that it happens because we don't really know what we're expected to do. I think it happens because we don't, we don't feel smart enough. I, we, don't, we haven't been spending enough time in the Bible. We didn't go to Bible college for sure. We're not a pastor. Uh, but what, what I would like to say about that sort of being a pastor is a weird, really strange statistic. Only 12% of the American families will go to church this weekend. Only 12%. That's, that's such a small number. It's crazy. So what's really important, though, is that if you realize how many families are represented in business every day, those families that don't go to church go to work. And that could be the place that they get ministered to. That could be the place they find about how, out about Christ. So I think it's important for us to figure out what we need to do, what we need to say, um, what our responsibility is, what the Holy Spirit's uh, responsibility is and all of that. And then just sort of take some of the, the fear away from sharing your faith at work. And one of the things that I wanted to do is I really wanted to look at the Great Commission. And the Great Commission, if you, if you all don't remember, the Great Commission is where uh, Christ is, has uh, died and he's risen. He's already proven that he is back on earth uh, with, uh, with wounds to show it. And he sits down with the uh, 11 apostles. And in that meeting, he gives them a command. He gives them uh, a, uh, a charge, go and do. And what's interesting about it is that if you read through it, there are some very specific items in there uh, that are really important. Uh, first, he says, go. And what he means by that is, you know, he doesn't sit around and say, well, you know, when you're ready, when you do enough studying, when you have enough friends, when you uh, have all of your uh, materials together, when you have enough uh, resources put together, go. He, he said, go, go immediately. And uh, that's super important to remember because I think we struggle with that at work. We, we, we spend a lot of time trying to feel like we're either ready or we're not ready. And, uh, and Christ would have us go and go immediately. The other command, or another portion in that command, is to make disciples. And for me, making disciples and, and the teaching part in that last charge for, from, by Christ to us is all about our example. If we don't live a life that 
honors others, that provides respect, that treats others the way we want to be treated, there's absolutely nothing attractive about us. But if we do things different, if we really do express grace, that is giving people what they don't deserve, if we, if we express mercy, and that is to hold off and not give them what they deserve, if we provide charity back, if we care for one another, then those are the kinds of traits that others are attracted to. And it gives us so much more of an opportunity to lead by example and have a conversation. When somebody says, why are you different? Why is it so important for you to live this way? It, it allows you to proclaim the source of your faith. The source of your faith being Jesus Christ. So you are not out there to have to pound a Bible and feel like you need to have all of the right answers. Um, you know, we're, we're here to give testimony for this wonderful price that was paid for our own lives. So, um, you know, we, we've, we've been asked to go, we've been asked to make disciples, and we've been asked to teach. The other thing that's really kind of fascinating about that last command was he says, lo, I am always with you to the end, to the very end. I think we forget that. I think that when we're in the middle of these kinds of trials, when we feel like we have to have the right thing to say or there, there's persecution coming because somebody's not going to like what we just said to them, uh, I think that we forget who Christ is. Christ defeated hell. He defeated the enemy. He is the Superman's Superman. He, he's a superhero for every one of us, not in, not in this fictional sense, but uh, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful, with all of the authority on heaven and in earth. So, I mean, or in heaven and on earth. So, in, in all of that, you know, to, to remember that we're not just sharing a friend. We're, we're sharing someone who died for us and then has so much power associated to who they are. It's almost like going to a street fight and bringing your big brother uh, you know, it, 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 it certainly calms people down because you don't feel like you're nearly as, as far threatened. So, um, you know, what's so interesting about that is that I know lots of people who are right in the middle of their business right now trying to figure out, well, how do I share my faith? Some people choose to just stop doing work altogether in the traditional sense of making money to, to make money and go into ministry. That is a, a, quite a leap, and it's a very difficult leap. Some people join a ministry team that's launching a church somewhere. Some, some people uh, choose to give their money uh, to, to a particular cause because they believe that that, that particular cause is well-suited to, to bring others. But you know, we, we do have a responsibility in living the lifestyle. We have a responsibility as being the example. And if you so choose... Uh, to go into ministry, be very, very prepared. There's a, it's a tough row uh, to hoe. But uh, the other thing that you can do is you can think about your business as a ministry. You can think about it as a gift from God to be able to share your faith with everyone you come in contact with. And that is through the example that you provide. And you're going to be in a position where those examples matter. They're going to matter when you're discussing things with your employees. There's going to be good times and bad times at work. Always are. And when there are bad times is when our real character shows through. And, and it, we're going to be able to show an example of someone who really does care for one another. When, when we are dealing with our vendors, 
Are we very clear with, with what we want? Do we respect them and the effort that they go to to fulfill the orders that are coming our way? It, what happens if an order goes wrong? Do we provide them the grace necessary to show that we care about who they are? Do we introduce them to others uh, in the business to maybe help grow their business? I mean, do we really look at them as someone who just simply supplies us goods and services, or do we look at them as a creation of God that God is trying to figure out how to be reconciled with, how to, how to have a, f a friendship with, how to have this uh, intimate relationship on a daily basis with? And if we do, if we really realize that, we're, I think that we're going to have a change of heart. And, uh, you know, so we got vendors, we've got our own employees, and how about our customers? When our customers come to us and they have a problem with, with what, what we've delivered to them, do we start the blame game? Do, do we start pointing fingers? Do we say, well, you know, you, you, this is what you paid for and forget it. I'm not going to do anything else. I, I think that that's really going to show us the character traits of our entire team. And wouldn't it be really great as a company to have all of these warriors that are willing to share their faith through example you don't need to know all of Scripture. The, the book is there and it's available and there are friends around you that have all kinds of resources. Tap into it. Do your part. Have people ask. Proclaim your faith. And when you proclaim your faith, let the Holy Spirit do the rest. That's the Holy Spirit's job. If we spend a lot of time getting puffed up about bringing people to faith, uh, we're, we're so far off track because it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit who's doing the convicting and who's sitting there and, and, uh, and participating in the salvation process. That's not our job. Our job is to share what, those wonderful things that have occurred for us. And what you'll end up hearing after the break is a really fantastic story about a young man who had an absolute passion for reptiles. That passion was sponsored by a nonprofit organization called Boundless Limits. And Boundless Limits is a, a nonprofit organization that helps Christians live out their life and support the Great Commission. With all of that, it's so interesting to hear this story. You're going to hear from three people. You're going to hear from um, Pierce, who is the 12-year-old young man who has uh, this knack for covert Christianity. And that covert Christianity is living his faith through, as an example, being very respectful of everyone in a very interesting environment of reptiles, reptile education, and repticons across the planet. Uh, he has been uh, introduced to lots of different things, and his parents are really great examples of what it looks like to live life uh, as really strong Christians. So when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about that, and, and he is going to show all of us how he applied these principles to his new ministry, and I hope that you join us. Be right back. You are listening to 95.7 The Choice. We're, we're not afraid to play a six-minute song. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. I'm so glad you guys are here, and uh, we're all chatting about this new adventure you guys have, and yes. uh, a growing ministry, a growing business, and trying to understand how to uh, sort of approach that uh, with brand new eyes, and mm -hmm. lessons learned along the way, and some fun things uh, to, to talk about, and... Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to just go through a very few uh, questions. I'm sitting to listen to the to the story behind it. Cool, awesome. Um, and if you can tell me a little bit about what is Scaly Adventures, what sure. is that? 
Well, four years or so ago, and then I'll let you tell the story too, Pierce, um, we started Boundless Limits International. So that's our nonprofit organization that God led us to start. And our, our mission is to just encourage and empower people in Christ. And so we do that through audio teachings and through hosting Christian um, television. We've written a book together. But Skilly Adventures started less than a year ago out of Pierce's passion uh, last June. You want to tell them how that kind of branched off? Uh, my dad was, I was about eight when my dad um, was mowing the lawn and found a little red-bellied snake, which only are like half a pencil in length by adult. So Andy brought it in, and I spent hours researching it, and uh, my dad said I could keep it. And then uh, around that January or so, a Repticon show came up, which is a reptile expo for people who can demonstrate uh, and sell their animals and so we went there I got a black rat snake and my dad got a corn snake and from there it just kind of took off we got some snakes and after that I started to think I started to when my friends would come over they'd be like so did you get the fangs removed from this so it wouldn't be venomous and stuff <laughs> uh, so I'm like I, I felt so bad because all, all my friends knew absolutely nothing about snakes so I decided to go into business to teach people more about these animals what was interesting about with Pierce was we went to this presentation at a veterinary uh, a veterinary clinic where this guy was talking. They brought in a, a guy who does birthday parties and things like that, and the guy's presenting, and Pierce goes, man, this guy isn't, I'm not connecting with him. I'm, I'm just not feeling it. And he goes, you know, I think I could do this better. And I said, really? And I said, well, rock and roll, let's go, because I'm half crazy anyway. So I was like, well, why not? Let's just give it a shot. One more thing to start. And so we went home, and he sat next to me, and we just started designing all this stuff. And like Tanya said, it's just people love reptiles. They love animals and things like that. So it kind of just exploded. But our heart is, to, when anytime a kid says to us, like, Pierce or something, hey, I want to be something, I want to do something, I want to try something, you know, if it's good and moral and, and legal, then we let them try it. Well, a lot of this is about teaching kids to overcome their fears. Yeah. Learning about animals they don't understand. It's the coolest thing. Like we have a, a six-foot long boa constrictor named Cupcake. And so kids will come up to us and be terrified. They've never touched a snake before. They think it's going to kill them and all that. But we say, how can you be afraid of something named Cupcake? And they smile. <laughs> and then when they just take their two fingers and touch her, they're like, oh, it's okay. So we've watched a lot. That's been neat to watch through our son squat down and teach little kids to overcome yeah. their fear. And they're so proud of themselves. Yeah. When they do something new that they, they didn't think they could do. Well, I mean, and to go from sitting in a veterinary clinic going, you know, wow, I think I could do better than this, to the op to now, I mean, he's doing Skype sessions with public schools where they'll call him up, you know, they'll call him up and say, hey, will you show our kids how to set up habitats and things like that? And so he's video linking with a school in, in uh, Virginia showing these kids how to do this. And I'm like, wow, this is less than a year old and this is what he's doing. That's amazing. Yeah. And was any of that part of the original plan? No. 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 The original what, was, plan, what was the original plan? The original plan was, <laughs> to be honest, just to show off my, you know, my unusual pets to get some pocket money, some video game money, and then from there yeah. it just took off. It right? was. It literally was just to make some pocket money. Yeah. Right, right, just a little bit of birthday yeah, party money. need a little mad money. Well, right. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. somebody sent out an email once, um, right after we got started and said, hey, we're looking for, um, before we'd even thought of Scaly Ventures, hey, we're looking for a little teenage kid who has a couple snakes. So my son wants to have a birthday party. So we said, Pierce well, was only 10 at the time. we only have a 10-year-old, but we do have snakes. We had four. And we said, we can come. They paid him $25 to come, and he <laughs> loved it. 
That's great. And so now, and it was like, wow. So really, and even to backtrack more than that, this was never even part of the plan. We had this vision when we thought God called us into ministry. You, you think more, you know, serious yeah. ministry stuff, you know, the books and the speaking. And we were doing that, but then this has taken off. And we, you know, I think that's so important for anyone listening, no matter what God calls you to do. You have to be willing to change and go when right. if God is truly you know guiding your steps and He turns you in ninety degrees or one hundred and eighty, go with it and yeah. whatever you know whatever pops and sticks and it's like we were going in this direction but this has opened the door and we are willing to be flexible and go wherever. He, I mean, it's His show. We're we're yeah. here to just make His plan happen yeah. and this has been a blast to do with Pierce. But yeah, we had no idea that um, that this would take off and that there would be a need and open doors for the children's programming on television. And to get back to that, we have. 25 reptiles, which is 23 snakes and two lizards, an iguana and a bearded dragon, and then two cats. Well, what's the deal with covert Christianity? That's yeah. an interesting term, and I well, think it's neat. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent 16 years in the military, and I spent some of it in the special operations field. And really, covert Christianity is just a, one of the things that we learned in not only my degree in international relations, and bringing that into the military was that when you go to an area, there's two ways to work with the people. You come in all, roll in here, all American, and, and you might get a little bit done, or you assimilate into the culture. You learn how they speak, you learn how they function, mm-hmm. you learn their values. You don't necessarily embrace their religion, but you understand it and show them honor to it, and then let them see the way that you work. And it's, it, it, we used to call it winning the hearts and minds of the people. And it's exactly the same thing with covert mm-hmm. Christianity. You know, we've all known somebody who comes into work every day, you're going to hell, you need to get right. And nobody listens to that person. Right. You know, because that's annoying. <laughs> it <is> it's annoying. <laughs> you know, they have a purpose and a place, but even now, people don't people don't like street preachers very much. In right. fact, Greenville has done everything they can to eliminate them. Um, and in all honesty, I agree with it because they get out there and they're obnoxious. The way we approach people is we demonstrate a happy, loving family and then let them say, what's different about you? How come you guys are happy? How come you guys are facing financial challenges or maybe a sickness or something, but you go at it differently? Mm -hmm. And how come you never quit? Mm -hmm. And and the covert part of it is that we just aren't out there beating people over the head. Even if you watch us on Atlanta Live, we come at it a little differently because we're not pastors or preachers. Right. We don't hit people with scripture. Right. And it's not that scripture doesn't have a place. Scripture absolutely does. But most people, when you start to hear, you know, when you come up to somebody, well, in Ephesians 6, 2, almost immediately once your eyes just glaze yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah. They aren't listening. That's right. And, but if you can take Ephesians, whatever, and parse that down into something they understand, right. then they listen. Yeah. And the ultimate thing I think God would say is, it's not whether they understand, they, they hear the scripture word for word, but that they embrace the principle behind it. I think it's yeah, it's just really relationship, yeah. and, and even like with Pierce and showing him how he models his faith to his mentor. He doesn't have to go and say, you know, you believe this snake is six hundred million years old, and I believe it's six thousand. We don't, we're not going to argue about the difference of that. Right. But we'll see words like, you know, we're so blessed to be here, right. or wow, God is so creative. Look at how He made the snake with these amazing patterns, right. and those are just small, subtle ways that we're sharing our faith, and we're just, you know demonstrating what yeah. God is. And this is how we teach kids through Scaly Adventures about God's amazing world without saying, it says in Ephesians 6, 2, that this, and, you know, yeah. it's a cool way to reach people. It's um, it's a very it's a, it's a very disarming way. I think yeah. that's the whole point. People are very guarded because they, they look at a lot of Christians as being judgmental. Right. Well, even, you know, with what, the way we approach stuff is um, when we're talking about it, like with his mentor, 
I looked at him one day and I said, I don't care if you think the snake's been around 6 million years and I think he's been around 6,000 years. All I want to do is tell kids where you can find him, what he eats, and how he lives. Right. I could care less how long he's been here. That's between God and me and you. Right. But, you know. One it, day we'll know. Yeah, one, one day, day we'll, we'll know. Right. You know, but the point is, is that rather than attacking his beliefs, I say, listen, you have a right to believe the way you do. We have a right to, way, to believe the way we do. But, you know, at least we both have a passion for the reptiles and let's not let that get in the way of what we're trying to do in the and world. And I think what we've realized too is let's let God do his job yeah. and we'll do ours. And and so you guys are sort of on this crazy ride. <laughs> I mean, it's a crazy ride. It, it has been in, in, in a year. It is. Because it's growing so fast and new doors are opening so quickly that we're not part of the original plan. What's the biggest challenge that you have right now? Honestly, I think, and maybe a lot of people feel this when, when something happens very quickly, is just the time and the funding. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the two because um, as a nonprofit organization, we do take, you know, um, donations. Right. But but having to go, like, for example, having the door open to film 13 episodes um, to have them ready in September. So you're talking about, you know, just a few months to film, edit you know, create, produce, and deliver, that is a huge challenge. And so there's only two of us. Rick is still doing some per diem and consulting work outside of ministry, even though we're in full-time ministry, so to pay the bills and cover the expenses. So probably that... Yeah. Oh gosh! Don't even get him started on Paul made tents. It's just, yeah, I get is, it. I'm making tents too, brother. We have made so many tents. He makes the most beautiful tents. Don't even. But that's the thing. Probably with just the the two of us, and of course the three of us with Pierce. But a lot of the work falling on two of our you know, shoulders. Can I just time say for funding. the record? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, lean into the microphone as you yeah, say. Yeah. Definitely. Is this thing on? One of the sad things to me is the people who usually tell you Paul made tents uh-huh. never give you a dime. Oh, sure. They don't. They won't even give you the opportunity to make tents. Yeah, no, I can. You know, I can design websites. I can do videography, audiography. I've mastered countless CDs. Uh, studio quality. I mean, we're sitting in my studio, and and it's like, but you know, people when you go, oh, they'll go, oh, Paul made tents, and you're like, okay, well, maybe I can do some work for you. Oh no, brother, I don't need anything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I my favorite was the guy, you know, the pastor making one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, leaning up against his sixty thousand dollar BMW, telling me that right. after I had just done a presentation in his church for free. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm just like, the, the, there's a propensity in Christianity to eat your young. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody steps out in faith and it's like, you know. It's been hard. I will be honest with you that 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 was very shocking. I think Uh, we thought that it was going to be a lot more accepting for ministry. And and when he says Christians have a tendency to eat their young, what we have found is people are very territorial, very denominational. Yes. And and that was something we did not expect. That's why it actually has been interesting through Scaly Adventures. We're still kind of in shock with so much open arms and so many open doors. I think that's one of the reasons why you probably, probably have as many open doors is that it's not an overt ministry. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Atheists have given us more than a lot of the church folk yeah. have. I, I mean, agree. I, I don't mean to beat Christians up, but it's true. Right. What, what has been surprising and cool to you about Yeah, Scaly? it's funny how, you know, in, in ministry, you, you, I mean, people just kind of clam up, but you go and you put a snake around your neck and say a few facts about it, and people will give you stuff all day. I mean, they just love you. I mean, yeah. I've gotten so many animals. I mean, two, at least two from my collection have been donated to me. I mean, it's just... Oh, more than that. Well, probably remember half. the other week, yeah. the lady went on your website and she was yeah. so moved about how you teach children yeah, yeah. about... those. Yes, those people, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I've had people donate things to me, you know, 
it's just great. That's what we're, you know what, our whole part of our ministry too is we want to be the face of change. Absolutely. We want to bring some change to even the Christian television. A lot of Christian television is boring. It's false prosperity. It's, yes. I mean, you know, it's it's wrong. Some of it's really wrong. So we're like, while Absolutely. we're hosting, we want to try to be a change of that. Good we want to be a change with children's yeah. programming. We need yeah. to be make a difference in the world. We want to be a change with practical Christianity, not, again, false prosperity where God's got, got he yeah. you know, owes you a BMW. And if you give this, Everything you Everything God owes me, that. he already gave me on the cross. You know, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I think that's really important at, for Christians to know. Let's just be a part of the change. Be a difference in the world. Live it. Show it. Live it do it through your children because they'll be here after us, you know, for that change to go on. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think that we touched on this mostly, but if there are other people who are out there trying to dive into something like this, you know, Pierce, you've been sort of kind of on a crazy ride. What would you recommend to someone else who is facing a challenge kind of like yours, something that's exciting, but we don't know all the answers. What would you say? Well, um, I mean, with these animals, the hardest thing was trying to figure out how I was going to make it all work. And, I mean, what I can say is save up your money and buy a book on it. Oh, that's <laughs> that's what idea. I do most of it. I mean, I've got a library of mm-hmm. of. Uh, reptile books. I've got uh, literally a three-shelf unit that ha- is stuffed to the rims with books and magazines all on reptiles. And so if it's something that has been written about, buy the book of it. I mean, just buy a book on it, and then if you really, after reading that book, you know, you're still like, I really like this. You know, I really want to do this. Then go on into it. But if you're like, no then take it, you know, step out because a book can re- be returned, but a snake can't. If anybody, any of our listeners want to know more about Scaly Adventures, where do they go? How do they get that information? Pierce? Oh, boy. <laughs> you can go to our website, um, www.scalyadventures.com, and that's where you can hear everything about all of our reptiles. We have care sheets, everything, and everything you need to know about how to get started with a reptile. Yeah, they can watch free videos, so it's at scalyadventures.com, and there's free videos on there, and there's an adventure blog page with different animals for kids, and like he was saying, we've got some free resources for the kids to download. Um, We'll have information soon um, about which stations are playing what, because in in the fall on Saturday mornings, he'll have his own 30-minute time block. So that's going to be like an adventure kids program for ages, you know, six, although we have kids as young as four, up to 17. And we're on Facebook, too, Facebook and Twitter. Yep, so Scaly Adventures on Facebook, and of course... And that's S C A L Y. But everything is through boundlesslimits.org as well. So that's our ministry yeah. outreach, and then Scaly Adventures is for kids. That's that's great. And thank you for opening your home. Oh, really we, we enjoy it. I just, it's not I our home, it's God's home. You know, yeah, we just make the payments on it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity to share, yeah, with your viewers what, what, what God's doing. It's on the move. Yeah. We're well, you know, I, yeah, I just, again, can't encourage people enough. God is extremely creative, and a lot of ministry you'll do doesn't doesn't mean preaching, and it doesn't mean thumping people with a Bible. It may mean just living out your life or living out your passion. And one of the things that's really cool to me is the Bible tells us, I will give you the passions of your heart. Well, if the passions of your heart are reptiles and snakes and spending time with your family, these are two my two favorite people in the universe. And God ultimately gave me my passion through my son because I get to do the coolest job in the world with them. 
And maybe somebody out there listening is saying, you know, I'd love to do something in this particular aspect of my life or that. Start small. And you never, ever know. But when you give it to God, it's amazing what he'll do with it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs>